0: I'm gonna you off Let me be your motivation To stay and give it tonight
1: Baby, turn around Let me give you innovation yeah, cause I do it so right Back in action Love it up with Em and Danielle Episode 8 Oh We've made it We've made 8 episodes We've made 8 And you know what's the best thing? What? Is that on episode 2 We were like We're out of topics <laughs> well the best thing is that I we've always wanted to start a podcast
0: but it's like the like the execution and the actual doing it yeah is I think a lot harder than people might
1: might think yeah this time last year we were like it's time to start a podcast it's getting cold out nothing else to do but record and here we are yeah so
0: here we are episode eight and I know I say it a lot but the fact that people are actually listening and liking it means a lot to me. And I think it means a lot to you, too. That people, like, want to hear what we have to say and find find what we have to say important.
1: And ask for more episodes. Yes.
0: Because they're binging them. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, we love you guys. And if you want a topic to be addressed or maybe you feel like you have a lot to say and you want to even come on as a guest, send us a message. We're open. I mean, we are just flying by the seat of our pants over here.
1: <laughs> we are diving
0: deep into these topics. Yeah, like right now, the topic we're going to talk about, we have the topic, but we haven't done any kind of like pre-discussion where sometimes like we'll come up with a topic and then you and I, Danielle, will talk beforehand and like kind of iron out. Questions or how deep we want to go. Yeah, today we're flying by the seat of our pants. We are off the cuff. We have nothing planned. So here we go. All right, let's just get into it. Let's dive into it. The nitty, the gritty, the real, the raw. Tell me, what are we talking about? We are talking all things postpartum depression and it goes
1: hand in hand with. Tell me. Mom guilt. All righty, know nothing about it. So I'm going to be questioning (laughs) Emily today. (laughs) I'm going to be questioning Emily today and then we're just going to go. All right. So let's start. Yeah. You tell me, you want to tell your story about your postpartum depression? Okay. So
0: I think postpartum
1: depression happens in many, for many people. Should we start off with this? What? What is postpartum depression? So if someone's listening and they have no clue what it is, they don't have to log off Google and come back.
0: Okay, well postpartum means after you have a baby and we all know what depression is. Okay? It's like a period of, you know, mental despair, darkness. Mhm. Um it and it manifests in people in different ways. So for me, I was pregnant, I had a baby in 2015 and I had the most um, incredible birth. She was born at home. It was the birth of my dreams. I had been, you know, the nine months that I was pregnant leading up to that day, really like trying to read as many positive birth stories as I could get my hands on. And I was very much committed to having her in a natural environment in my house. And I did. I was able to have that. Mm-hmm. And she was born. And those hormones after you give birth, like immediately after the first, let's say 48 to 72 hours, you're on almost like on a high, you're Mm -hmm. on this natural high. And then I would say four or five days after she was born, I crashed and I wasn't sleeping. I was in a very, very dark, dark place. And, um, I was really, I was really suffering and I don't think I was prepared I don't know if anyone's prepared to on, to handle... For me, the shift was so intense, like, from being single... When I say single, I mean, like, without a, a child to being a mother. It was, like... It, it was jarring for me. Like, one day I didn't have a baby, and the next day I had a baby. Oh, yeah. And then I was trying to learn how to nurse and learn how to manage this new life. And it it happens literally like that in Mm -hmm. a second. There's Mm -hmm. no like, you know, easing your way into motherhood. You're you're like one day not a mother and then the next day, boom, you're a mom with all of these responsibilities. And it's like your life literally changes in an instant. Mm -hmm. And I was not ready for that and Mm -hmm. I was not prepared. And on top of that, I was suffering deeply a hormonal imbalance, a, a a shift in hormones that was causing me to, to be very, very, very depressed. Right. And, um, for me, it manifested as physical pain. So I would feel like pain in my bones, in my joints. Um, and I just felt like, I didn't want to get out of bed, but I had to because I had this baby, but everything for me felt difficult. If I can remember wanting to make myself like lunch, like a meal and the thought of actually like getting up and going to the refrigerator and like making a choice paralyzed me. Like I couldn't even do that. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I definitely was in a, in a dark place after she was born. And how long did it last for? Well, I white-knuckled it for like f- three months. When I say white-knuckled it, I mean I wouldn't get help. Right. I, wouldn't, I, I, I didn't go get help because I didn't know how to explain how I was feeling. And I was afraid that someone was going to tell me that I had to be on medication and that I then couldn't nurse my daughter, mm-hmm. which for me nursing was like this incredible priority that I was like, I am doing this no matter what. And I suffered for a long time. I would say about, you know, three, four months. And then finally I reached out to someone. I just picked a therapist in like on the internet. Mm -hmm. I don't even, I didn't have anybody recommended to me. I just picked this woman and I started going to her and I really liked her And from the minute I met her, she was like, you need to be on something. Like, it's clear to me that you are, you know, not well. Right. And like, I was wearing the same clothes every day. I was washing them, but like, I wasn't, I wasn't putting any effort into getting dressed or putting on, Makeup, or not that I wear makeup, but like I wasn't doing anything for myself, self care. Like my hair started falling out because a lot of people, after you have a baby, the the shift in hormones causes you to have hair loss. But like my hair was falling out in chunks.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, While you were pregnant, were you preparing yourself for something? No, I had no idea this was going to happen. You did you know that this was a thing?
0: So you never even... I knew postpartum depression was like a thing. But and you didn't
1: I, look into it.
0: I didn't, I didn't know how bad it was going to be. I didn't know how intense it was going to be for me. And I don't think you can really prepare yourself for anything until you're in it. And for me, I had no idea it was going to be that, that low, that dark, that... I mean, I was crying all the time. Mm-hmm. I was... I was really suffering and then I finally went to this woman and I think I went to her maybe four or five visits before she came to me with like a stack of papers of journal research that showed uh, how Zoloft is an, is an acceptable drug to take for, for postpartum women who want to still nurse mm-hmm. because that was something for me that was really important mm-hmm. and so I was very scared to take something and still nurse the baby. hmm So finally I went on, I went on some medicine and I've shared my story before to other people, but it literally happened overnight where when I started taking medicine, immediately I started to like see colors and I could hear sounds. Like when I was in that dark depression, like everything was muted and blurry and like like muddled and gross.
1: And what were like thoughts you were having? Were you like, I don't want to have this, like I don't want this child things? Or you were like, how, what was it? I never had the feeling of
0: not wanting her. I had the feeling of not wanting to live. Like suicidal? Or just thoughts? I had thoughts about like how, how painful it was to be alive that maybe it would, feel better to not be alive yeah Yeah. I never wanted to harm her I never wanted to because I know that that manifests for people that way where they want to they actually are are in such pain that they have thoughts about harming their children like that never happened for me I never felt that I loved her so much I was so sad that I that I couldn't like enjoy her
1: yeah you were frustrated you were like frustrated that you were feeling this way you were sad you were feeling this way yeah but you didn't want to fix or you, you didn't know for so long for three months dealing with that that's a long time yeah that's a lot and on you
0: know the things that they say to do when you're depressed is like um eat balanced and sleep and you know exercise I'm like wait a minute I can't sleep because I'm up nursing a baby every two hours Mm -hmm. I am trapped in this life where you know going to the gym or like going to a getting out just felt so impossible impossible yeah and caring for myself it's like what was self-care right I I and my life before her right. was so free and mm-hmm. fun, and it was like, oh my God, it took like a sharp halt and turned in the other direction, and it was like now I was this. You had to show up for yeah, another
1: human. Yep. Yeah.
0: It's a lot. So I was I was really suffering, but when I started taking medication, that's when things I things started to feel better, and I was able to start to think about things like self-care and moving my body. And that's when I was able to start the very planting of the seed of what is now Sculpt.
1: Mm -hmm. So how long long after you started taking the medicine did shiny bright lights come in? The next day. Immediately? Immediately.
0: I mean, I think that's how uh, deprived of those like you know serotonin and dopamine like i was I was so deprived that like as soon as I took something, my body was like, "You yeah. needed that so bad, yeah. and the very first day, the morning after I took my first dose of medication, I was walking Ruby down the street. I was like, "Oh, I can go f- I wanted to go for a walk, mm-hmm. and I just saw the leaves on like I saw bright colors, I saw the sky, I heard the birds chirping. Whereas for three months, everything was just, like, muddled. Right. Muddy.
1: And before you before you had this postpartum depression, were you dealing with just depression to begin with?
0: Yes, I had been prone to bouts of depression and anxiety before. And were you on medication? I had been. And like, then you stopped. So... Yes, I had been on medication and then I went off it because I was able to wean myself off it and be off it for a while. And then it wasn't until after I had her that I had to go back on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I still am mm-hmm. actually on
1: it. Right. Now. Right. So <clears throat> no, no, your basic depression compared to postpartum depression, how, what was it like? Um. It was,
0: gosh, I I mean, it was, it, it had a lot of similarities, but the postpartum depression, I think, was heightened because I was aware of how bad I felt and the fact that I would look at this little baby and be like, why am I not happy to have her or like, why am I not? able to have joy around this baby made me feel like a hundred times worse. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Compared to just you having depression. Right.
0: And you know, like if I had, when I was feeling depressed, I felt like I could easily go on medication. It didn't matter what one, like with her, there was only, I think it was only Zoloft and maybe Lexapro. There was there were two medications I remember that my therapist was like are highly researched, and um, and don't cross that like um, barrier for when you're nursing.
1: Right. And then after Luke, did you have the same thing or no? No. Were you nervous? <clears throat>
0: I wasn't because at that time, you know, this was three years later that I had my second child and I had all of these resources that I didn't have when I had her. I had been a mother already with that experience. I had found great acupuncturists. I found great therapists. I knew I could be on medicine.
1: Um, Like, I was a mom. You knew if you needed it, you could have just... You, you knew what to do.
0: Yeah. I think so much of the, my depression came from, like, not being a mother to being a mother. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, like, and then once I had him, it was, like, he just came along right. for the ride. Right. You know, he was just there with right. with us, with the family.
1: Right. All right. Well, that's great. Yeah. It's great that you didn't have to deal with it a second
0: time. And with him, I was already into my routine of, like, exercise. Mm-hmm. You know? So... When Ruby was a baby, I started doing my at-home workouts Mm -hmm. and that really helped Mm -hmm. too. And so I was already in that routine when Luke was born.
1: Have you heard of stories where moms get it a second and a third? Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Because postpartum depression comes from a, a, a shift or a drop in hormones so you can't mentally... Like, it's not mental. Oh, God. Like, can you mentally get yourself yeah. out of it? No. Yeah. I don't think so. Right. I think it's, it's very much a chemical imbalance that y- you can't talk yourself out of. Right. You know?
1: And it happens to you or it doesn't. Like, you don't know. And some people get... Some people have a great
0: first pregnancy and postpartum experience. And then not until their second or third baby do they experience postpartum depression. And, you know, it can, it's so dark and motherhood can feel so isolating
1: mm.
0: and so lonely that that compounds your your depression, mm-hmm. you know? Um, motherhood can feel like you're on this, like hamster wheel of just like day in, day out. Mm-hmm. It can be very boring. You know, it can be very isolating and very lonely. And then if you are suffering from some sort of depression or anxiety, you know, it's, it's debilitating. Mm-hmm. And then, like, on top of it, you've got to care for these people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you've got to show up. <laughs> there's, there's no, like, I'm not clocking in today. You've got to be on it. Yeah.
0: And for me, I had help. You know, I had my mom. I had my dad. hmm I had Ben, mm-hmm. although Ben was working like three jobs at the time, so I never saw him, and so I basically took the brunt of mm-hmm. of it all. Right. And when right. you're when you're after you have a baby, so much of it is on the mother, especially if you're nursing.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's always nice to have somebody there if, if they're there. Yeah, you know. Um, and then, can postpartum depression kick in when the child is? One or two or it's immediately after? Well, you know,
0: medically speaking, the postpartum period is anywhere between, you know, giving birth and the first year of life. Okay. Of that baby's life. So you're still technically postpartum when you have like a 10-month-old, an 11-month-old.
1: And yes, it can come later for sure. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah. Well anything else you want to share with us from your story? I think, or that you think people should hear?
0: I think there's a real stigma, and I've said this before, around medication, and I am a proponent of medicine. I think medication can really help a lot of people, and my therapist put it a great way. She was like, listen, right now, when I was telling her, I didn't want to be on anything. She's like, you are not able to be like a good mother, (laughs) you know, like you're not doing your kid any favors Mm -hmm. by staying off this. Mm -hmm. Like you have two choices. You can either be in this depressed state, but like, you know, not be on something because you're afraid of how it's going to affect her if you're nursing, or you can go on something that's proven to be safe and you know, maybe have some quality of life. Did you
1: try any supplement? Like, did you go the natural route? Because I I know you. I did. I tried
0: um, L-theanine. I tried GABA. um, I tried acupuncture. I tried going and getting, you know, um, like massage, postpartum massage. And honestly- Nothing shifted. No. I needed needed the real meds. Yeah. (laughs) So good. And then once I got the meds, then I could start eating better. Then I could start taking care of myself and exercising. You know, it all one thing led to another. But until I got help with the medicine, I couldn't then make those other choices mm-hmm. for my, for me or for my kids. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you you went on that. I'm glad everything went good. hmm Thank you. Yeah. And then, so okay. So you have two children. Yeah. And then after they're born, now they're older. How's how's motherhood going for you?
0: Well, I'm. Um, I like I said, I'm a um I'm day to day. <laughs> one day at a time. One day at a time, and I love being a mom. Um, I was having a conversation with other moms the other night about mom guilt. Love moms. Love moms, and. And mom guilt being a, a real thing. And I was saying, you know, I don't really have too much mom guilt. I get it sometimes, every now and then, like I've shared with you, I'm like, I feel like it. But I don't get it. I don't have a lot of it. I don't have it in, as in like an intense feeling all the time. And the person I was talking to, she was like, well, you have help. You have so much help. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, half the time my kids are with their dad. Yeah. And then when they're with me, I have you. I have my parents. You've got an army behind you. I have so much help. Yeah. And 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 I was like, "Oh, that's probably why I don't have that much mom guilt because it's not all on me." Yeah. It's it's spread out amongst all of these people that love my children so much. Yeah. So you know, there are so many moms who it's like, they're doing everything. Everything They're doing it all. And then so if they take a minute away from their kids to like do something for themselves, that's when it comes, manifests that guilt because it's like, oh, I'm not with my kids. Yeah. But that expression about like putting your oxygen mask on first before you put on your kid's mask, it's so important because unless, if you are not taking care of yourself, then you can't show up for anybody. Mm-hmm. So I can um, appreciate those mom guilt feelings. I, I feel them. I have felt them. I just don't feel them as extreme because I, when I'm doing something for myself, I don't feel guilty about it or mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's making me better so that I can show up in all of the ways I need to show up as a mom, as a girlfriend, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't feel, feel guilty for it. Right. No.
1: Do, when do you feel the mom guilt coming in the most? Could you pinpoint it or no? I feel mom guilt when like my kids are watching TV. Yes. (laughs) Em's, Em's always like, is it too much TV?
0: I feel guilty when like they're in front of the TV and I'm like, oh, I should probably be sitting down reading them a book, but I'm. I put them in front of the TV so I can get stuff done.
1: Yeah, there's a time and a a place for it, you know? You don't need to give give them the phone or the iPad in the car when you can be having a great conversation with them, which you don't. But if you need to work on the computer or make a phone call or clean the house, like, yeah, sometimes you have to put them on the TV because they'll be like, Mom, Mom, can you get me this? You you know? (laughs) It's like sometimes you just have to, right? And if they're not in the mood to play with themselves or each other, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you gotta fucking do it. I mean, just getting, is what it is. Yeah,
0: getting on the floor and playing with my kids, I have, I, I can do it, but I have like a <laughs> limit, you know, <laughs> ten minutes, I'm <laughs> up. <laughs> Five minutes and Emma's out. <laughs> yeah. I, I love I love playing my, with my kids and I love reading to my kids and I do that. But then there's also, you can't do that all day long. <laughs> so let's just be realistic here. Well, so
1: everybody's different. Every mom is different. I'm sure there's some mothers that like it more than others. God bless. You know? God bless. I mean, that's just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody's different as a mother. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know?
0: And, and really, it is just like survival. You know, it's like sheer survival. It's like, okay, we made it another day.
1: <laughs> Everyone's alive. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Everyone woke up. Yay. Everyone went to school. We got dressed. Yeah. We're in the car.
1: Yeah. We're like,
0: you know, it, it. and I'm
1: sure sometimes it can feel overwhelming. It feels overwhelming all of the, uh, well, all of the and, time. And, and, and here's the thing. Some people feel it more than others, right? And I'm not knocking you. You just get overwhelmed a little bit easier than maybe I do, right? Well, yeah, because here's, what, here's, the, oh, here's the other thing. Tell me. Tell me. This is going to be good, guys. I have guilt over the fact that I'm divorced. Well, here, I was going to... Yes! Because <laughs> I feel like a lot of people that we know um, are divorced and... Just in general, listeners out there, you know I think it 's more popular now than it has ever been well it's it 's
0: you know when I was going through my divorce, it was very interesting for me because i I got a real perspective on the fact that how the laws have changed just in ten years right, okay, so if you wanted to get divorced in New York State ten years ago mm-hmm. there has to, there had to be a reason there had to be infidelity, there had to be some kind of like um, problem like that you could prove, I remember you telling me that 's crazy, and you know I feel so lucky in the sense that i didn 't have to do that, like it, you know he and I agreed, mm-hmm. we both want this, and let's let 's move forward mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but I still feel that guilt because i 'm not married to their dad mm-hmm. and i 'm like, oh. When they go with their dad, they're not with me. Mm-hmm. And I do feel guilty. I do feel like they should be with me. But then as soon as I start to feel those feelings, I really try to remember they're with their dad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And their dad loves them. Yeah. And, they love the, and they love him. Yeah. And they're having a great time. Like he's an amazing father. Mm-hmm. So he they're with someone who loves them just as much as I do. Yeah. And so the fact that they're not with me, it's okay. Right. Right. And, and, I, and, that's, and that's something that I'm, I'm, I'm working towards. Yes. Um, but it's still there. It creeps
1: in, you yeah. know? Yeah. It does. Absolutely. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to ask you, um, now that you split time, right, 50-50, I mean, and that's the other thing. It's not like they're full-time with you and only see Ben two days or they're with him full-time and they only see you, you know, here and there. It's it's split. And like, look at yesterday. We all went trick-or-treating together. Right. It's split 50-50 straight through. And you can have them, you know, a little bit more if you want and you guys make it work. Uh, but I was going to ask you, like, when does... Do you feel guilty... Do you feel like you feel guilty when you drop them off to their dad when you when you're transitioning or um, like when when do you feel the most guilt there? Because I feel like a lot of people can relate to you. I do feel guilt. Or like if you and I do something fun and they're not there, like I don't know what talk. I don't feel guilty then. Right. I feel. I feel. I think I would just say
0: I'd feel sad when I drop them off at their dad's because then I'm like. They're not with me. Right. But that doesn't... I mean, you know, that lasts, what, 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. I feel the sadness. Yeah. I, feel, I feel missing them. And then I try to re- rewire the thoughts and just say they're with him and they're having a great time. And what's so nice is like Ben will... Ta- he'll know I'm sad. Right. And he'll send me a text like uh-huh. they're having a great time. Right. We're doing this, that, and the other thing. Right. I'm so lucky in the sense that they have someone else another parent that's equally going to, you know, give them love and a good time and bring them to parties, you know? So again, some people don't have that. And so then I would understand why the guilt would be more extreme. Right. You know, if you're dropping your kid off to their, their dad's house and their dad's just going to sit on the couch and like fucking drink beer. Right. Yeah. That's I would feel that <laughs> guilty too. Right. But I don't I don't have to feel as bad because I know that they're going somewhere. Right. Great.
1: So it's not necessarily guilty, it's more sadness.
0: It's more sadness. Um yeah, I don't I don't really have that guilt feeling. I only feel the guilt when they're with me and I'm not like entertaining them 24/7. It's yeah. really when like I have to do something in and they're, and they're watching tv yeah that's when the guilt comes i hear you all right well that's not too bad <laughs> i guess that's normal right what's that feeling that way like if i give them the ipad or something like that
1: yeah they don't even have an ipad they have one tv one tv here one tv at Ben's. well they have an ipad i just
0: haven't charged it yeah. in like
1: 10 months yeah because it's <laughs> unnecessary they and they don't both need to be watching a separate show like no, you want to watch something, watch it together. It's always for a short period of time. And I think I quickly remind you that, like, you need to get shit done, too. Right. You know, like, we're not going to pile up, you're not going to pile up the, the laundry and the dishes and leave the house a wreck or leave your work till the next, you got to do stuff. And think about, like, your childhood and my childhood. I was with my nana. Every single day. Right. And you, Every day. You turned out great. And I'm great. And I love my parents. And, my, and I loved my grandmother. And they're with your parents all the time. There's they're, this mentality that you have
0: to be with them all the time. And, and providing them these quality. like... Quality. <laughs>
1: quality. It's quality
0: over quantity. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like when you get your kids now, you are present. You're there. You give them the best time. Whereas, you know, maybe when you were with Ben or going through your divorce, I remember you were, you know, trying to leave the house. You would go grocery shopping just to get out of the house. Yeah. Now they, they have you and when they have you, they have you. Yeah. And they have you and you, you know. But it's yeah, it's constantly. We're human, so we're going to we're going to slip back into that those thoughts. Just remember quality over quantity. You don't have to be
0: you don't have to be like making sure your kids have like the greatest days every single day in a row.
1: Yeah, and it's not your fault. You
0: know? They have feelings. There are some days that are quiet and some days that you're just kind of hanging out. And um, and that's when I feel the guilt. When I'm just like, oh, they're not at the goat farm. They're not at the... Yeah. pumpkin picking. They're not at this. They're not... It's like, Emily, relax. Yeah. They don't have to be having these, like, parties every day of their life.
1: Yeah. You And know? they really... I mean, these fucking kids have the best life. <laughs> I mean, I hope Ru- Ruby and Lucas listen to this when they're, when they're older and just are like, I fucking had the best life. They mm-hmm. have the best life. Yeah. They're either with you, with Ben, with your, gra- with your grandparents, with your parents. They're with me. They're with people that love them. Yep. I mean, they have so many, so many amazing humans in their lives.
0: I love when you go pick them up from school and they're like, Danielle. And they just love you. And, and and what did Luke say the other day? He's like, I have a mommy and a daddy and a Danielle. Yeah, kid doesn't leave me out.
1: <laughs> he knows he can wake me up now in the middle of the night. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> he goes the other night. He's like, Danielle, you hear me? I'm like, I'm like, yes, Luke. He's like, and then Emily answers. He's like, No, mom, I don't want you. I want Danielle. Yeah. It's the best. That's he's sweet, too funny. Yeah. But, yeah, well, so we talked all things, postpartum depression. I hear you. I mean, I'm not a mother. I haven't had a child, but the only thing that I can relate to in some sense is coming from, you know, a solo life to then meeting you and coming into these kids' lives at, what, two and five when I first met them? Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, wait, I can't be selfish, Danielle, all the time. But, yes, there's moments where I need my time, you know? Yeah. So I went from being 28 to then having you with your two children. That like, a big shift. Yeah. And it's still a work in progress for me. Yeah. You know? So that's the, that's the closest I can get to relating to your, you, your shift. Do you feel guilty when you're not with them? With them? Yeah. No feel guilty when I'm not with them.
0: You don't feel that, that, like, that quote-unquote mom guilt?
1: No, I mean, I'll be like, you know, I'll be like, I miss them, or let's FaceTime them. Right. But I don't feel like guilt. Sometimes I feel the guilt when I'm not with my parents, when I don't see my parents enough. Oh. You see what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, I should see my parents, you know? I should see my mom. I should go on a walk with my mom. I should... Go for a drive with my dad. That's important to them. Yeah. You know? But listen, everything's good. We're all doing amazing. You know that guilt as an emotion... Yeah.
0: ...is the most useless and nonsensical emotion that you have? Oh, yeah? Think about this. Let's hear.
1: What does guilt do for us? Makes us feel a slight bit anxious, sad does shitty. it change
0: like see what i'm saying guilt as an emotion it's it's useless yeah you it's like why are you feeling guilty it, does it change anything does no. it change anything does it make your life better you know we feel guilt and it doesn't it doesn't do anything for us you know what i'm saying right but it's
1: just a normal emotion to have it
0: is and i'm saying it's very normal to yeah. have that emotion but yeah. if you analyze it yeah like let's just analyze guilt when right. you feel guilt right you know does it does it you know drive you into action you know is it yeah. is it is it making you um make cho- better choices like i don't think so it's it's just it just makes you feel like shit
1: yeah like shit like you're a bad human.
0: Yeah, nothing changes. Your yeah. life doesn't... You don't shift things, you know what I'm saying? It's not like when you feel inspiration or when you
1: feel... I mean, maybe guilt could make you a little bit more aware, mm-hmm. you know? But, I mean, yeah, you're not really going to take action, like you said. I mean, it depends on what it is. But
0: then you're taking action because you feel guilty for it. It's not for because you want to right, do it. Right, 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 You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, I hear you. Like... It's just, it's just like
1: useless. Yeah. I'm hearing what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so if you can analyze your emotions, right? And break yes. down your emotions and just yes. be like, why, why, why am I feeling this guilt? Yes. Okay. Why am I feeling guilt? Cause my kid's on the TV. I'm feeling guilt because I think I'm supposed to be you know, dressing up as a clown and dancing in front of my kids all day long. And it's like, wait a minute, that's false. Right. So like you can just kind of break it down. You know what I'm saying? And then and then the guilt might start to release a little bit. Yes, why? 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 Why, why do we feel, oh, because I think that society tells me I need to be this, you know, this perfect mother. Yeah. But that doesn't exist. And no mother, you know, like no, no amount of, um, you know, parties or play dates or buying toys. Yeah. Nothing is going to make you a better mom. You just showing up for your kids and loving your kids and, and, you know, doing the best you can. That's, what's going to make you a good mom. Like my, my mom was a working mother. You know, I spent a lot of time at a babysitter. Yeah. I spent a lot of time with other people who weren't my mom. And, like, I look back and I'm like, I had a great childhood. Yeah. So there's this feeling, like, we've got to make our kids' lives
1: amazing. Or we've got to be there 24-7, you know, no. you know, all these things. They don't even give a shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, they want to,
0: they're in school, they're with their friends, they're having a good time.
1: yeah, yeah. I'm hearing you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like thinking as I'm talking. What are you thinking about? Um, What I'm thinking about is do you ever think, okay, so when you had Ruby Mm -hmm. and you were with Ben for what, five years? No, four and a half. Yeah. Four and a half. Yeah. Right. So you were with her all, you were with her all the time. Mm Mm-hmm and now you have them half and half 50 50 Mm -hmm. so do you ever like so I don't know I don't really know how my my what my question behind this besides the fact that do you think you're less guilty because you have this time to like do your own thing on some days and then you have the kids on some days, yeah. You know what I'm trying to get at? Yeah, because like the days that they're with their dad, I have the I have the freedom. I mean, yes. You, I mean, it's true. I mean, yes. You really you because of your job, you have more flexibility than Ben does. So you'll pick them up every day, even if it's his day, you know. So you really do have them a lot, mm-hmm. only because he's he's working. So. Yes, you have freedom to do your own thing when they're in school and et cetera. But I mean going from divorce to being a parent, quote unquote, full time, like
0: Yeah, I think you, that's a great point because when um when it's his day or his night, yeah I don't have to worry about all of those things that I have to worry about when they're with me. Right. So that's a great point. Yeah. And and I have so much help. The help comes and, back to the help, and I don't feel guilty
1: for having help. Right. Yeah. And so, you're grateful for that, for yes. these people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have, mm-hmm. I have a lot
0: of a lot of help. Um, but, yeah, when they're with him, I don't. I'm like released of the guilt.
1: Right. Right. And for those for those people out, for those divorced homies out there, did you ever have guilt around be- getting divorced? Like what, what mm. would you, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I felt... Because it ties, it all ties into the same thing. I only felt guilt because I was like, oh, my kids aren't going to have married. Two parents.
0: Married pa- no, because they have two parents. I mean married parents. Married but, parents. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But would they rather have two parents... That are unmarried but get along great and co-parent great. Right. And like show them so much love? Or would they rather have two parents that are just married to be married and aren't fulfilled? They're just like roommates. Yeah. Yeah. You know They're on that hamster wheel. And that's and that's where I when I when I feel the guilt about being divorced, I have to check myself real fast and be like, wait a minute, Emily, remember when you were living in that home with someone who you weren't in love with, that only gets exacerbated as the years go on and as your kids get older and they see and it's like dysfunction. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm i so grateful that I was able to like make the choice to leave when I did because they didn't... It's all those years of dysfunction that they weren't
1: exposed to. Do you think Ruby, like, knew even though she was so young? Um... I mean, she... Kids are... First of all, kids are smart as shit. Mm. And she just, like, picks up on... Every little goddamn thing. Yeah. I swear Maybe. to God, you could be whispering and she like hears you.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure on some level. I mean, we weren't having knockdown down drag out fights. No, we but weren't I don't yelling even, but it in the home. Even, I'm not saying
1: it. You don't have to do that. No, but could she feel the tension? They know when there's
0: tension. Probably. Yeah. Probably, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure.
1: But now it's, they're so young. I mean, Luke mm-hmm. is three yeah. He's been alive for three years. I know. Like he's a little guy. Sometimes I'm like, forget that he's only three. Know. You know? Yeah. And Ruby's only six. Yeah. They're so young. And I, I really
0: do feel like we were able to transition from married to unmarried in a very healthy, functional way that gives them the best opportunity to have uh normalcy and a healthy relationship with him and with me and with you and, and really understand that life can be a little bit messy and a little bit different. And, and that's okay. Yeah. The trans the
1: transition was, was smooth.
0: I love that they know that there's like, you know, if they want to grow up, if Ruby wants to have a girlfriend or Luke wants to have a boyfriend or Or, or whatever, like, you know, they're being exposed to a way of life that is accepting, you know, accepting of others, accepting of differences, accepting of, of, um, you know, versions of, of families that are maybe unconventional and, and,
1: and that's good. That's good. You know? Yeah, I hear you. Well, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, so <clears throat> the best. Oh my gosh, I think I told you this story. I was with Ruby outside here, and there was an old man that came. Do you remember? Yes. The, there was this old man that came in the in the yard, and we were standing there, and Ruby's and this man was like, "Ruby, that your babysitter?" She's like, "No, that's mommy's girlfriend."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're very
1: open. Remember the time we sat down and we were like, "Guys, we have to have a serious conversation with you." At that time, Luke, what? What felt like Luke was so small. Yeah. Like, I feel like he couldn't even talk. He probably couldn't. I mean, he could, but he, like, couldn't. We, we,
0: (laughs) I remember, yeah, the night that I moved into this house. Yeah. Because you hadn't moved in officially. No. You moved in quicker because of COVID. Like, we, COVID hit spiked When it spiked. And we were like, all right, we need to be in a pod together. And you were going back and forth Mm -hmm. to your parents' house. So it was like, it kind of forced us into into living together quicker than we had intended. Um, But I remember the first night I moved into this house, Ben came Mm -hmm. with the kids and we all sat down as a family and we just talked about how this is mom's house now and dad has his house, but Mm -hmm. we're still a family and Mm -hmm. we all love each other. And um, and how you're my girlfriend.
1: Well, we sat down with them in, in their room. Well, because then I started coming around, but as mommy's friend, and I had met the kids before. And then one night we were sitting down, and Ruby kept being like, "Can you sleep over? Can you Danielle have a sleepover with me?" And then I remember sitting down, and I didn't sleep over for a, for a while. Yeah. I mean, like you said. COVID, yeah, we took it slow. Covid pu- yeah, Covid pushed us a little bit quicker. And we were like, I remember you being like, you know, love who you want and whatever. And then I was like, Ruby, can I be mommy's girlfriend? She was like, yeah, can we go play now?
0: <laughs> I was like, are you excited that I'm, I'm dating
1: Danielle? Danielle's going to be mommy's girlfriend.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's
1: great. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. It's good. I wonder if, and we're, getting, we're hitting a bunch of topics here, but it's good. I wonder if I came in and was a male. Uh-huh. It would have changed the dynamic. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it would. have. Oh,
0: yes, because you if you were a man, you would have been in some way kind of replacing their dad. However, I have to say that Ben was dating somebody, a woman, and I don't think he ever introduced the kids to her as his girlfriend.
1: Yeah, rem- <clears throat> At the end, at he the did. end he did.
0: So for like a week, they, I don't know what it is about my kids, but they're resilient little kids. They're well, just like, Oh, oh
1: that's great. They they're just, like different. They they're... just
0: love being around people. Mm-hmm. Everything is, as long as they're with people who show them love, they're happy.
1: And they just want everybody happy. Yeah. You know, I, Ruby knows when I'm like in a bad mood or I'm upset. I mean, she knows. What does she do? She's just like, Danielle, you okay? Oh. They just, like, are special little people. So I think, yeah, either way... Maybe either way they would have been fine. I just wonder. Right. You know?
0: Well, honesty... It comes back to honesty. I mean, I tell them all the time... I'm with Danielle. I love Danielle. And I love your dad. Yeah. You know? And and your daddy loves me. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean... And I don't get that deep with them that it doesn't yes. mean that we had to stay married, but I, they know I love him mm-hmm. and they know he loves me. Mm-hmm. And then it's like everything else is falls into place too. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't show hate for each other mm-hmm. or fight or anything like that. So right. it's all about keeping them secure. How, how can they mm-hmm. feel secure? Oh, for the kids. They feel secure yeah. when they know they're loved and their parents love each other. Uh-huh. And then when their parents love each other... They can love whoever they want, you know? I, I, can, I can be with you now.
1: hmm Exactly. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're there. Yeah. We're done. What do you say? Yeah. This was a lot. All right. Well, we did great. This was a lot, but it was um, It was very good for me, too, to get that out. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. So we'll see you guys next week. Well, we won't see you. I always say see you. I'd love to see you all. But tune in to next week's episode. And adios. Adios.